Sisters Talk Brothers is a spoiler-filled podcast about the TV show Supernatural. Music credit goes to Hans Adam and their song in the Creative Commons called Paint the Sky. Driver picks the music, Shotgun shuts his cake hole. On with the show. And hello, world. Hi, world. How are y'all doing today? I'm pretty chipper, it seems. I'm... Oh, right. There's a show we're doing. Welcome to Sisters Talk Brothers. (laughs) A show where we two dumb sisters get up at the crack of dawn just so we can talk about those two dumb brothers who do the spooky things. Family style. not the crack of dawn, but I love you. It feels like the crack of dawn. I'm usually up three hours before this, so I'm fine. We literally only got out of bed so we could talk Supernatural. This is true. This is true. (laughs) I would be asleep right now if it were not for Supernatural. (laughs) I'm so dedicated. (laughs) Uh, I have had so much caffeine already, and yet I know that the second we're done recording this... I am going to be able to go straight back to my bed and fall asleep. I'm having some caffeine. Instead of getting my usual iced coffee, I got a Frappuccino. Frappuccino? It's like a coffee milkshake. I I don't really understand. (sighs) Excuse me. (sighs) It's yummy. So... Frappuccino. A little too sweet for my usual. Like, usually, when I have coffee, it would just be, like, black, maybe a couple of sugars, or a little bit of a flavored creamer. Not big on sweets, but this is a treat. So, what makes it a frappuccino? I don't understand the coffee ways, because coffee... An iced coffee just has, like, ice cubes in it. Uh, a and milk and sugar, is... if you want it, right? Yeah, milk, sugar, and, like, they chop up the ice really, really fine. So it's, like, almost ice cream, but not quite. <laughs> or, like, uh, a coffee slushy. There we go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. Coffee slush. And then what makes a frappuccino? Uh, that, that, that is, I just described a frappuccino. An iced coffee just has the cubes. Oh, so the only difference between sugar. an iced coffee and a frappuccino is the quality of the ice? Yeah, and they put whipped cream and chocolate on top for some reason. I didn't ask for that. They just did it. <laughs> I didn't ask for the sweetness. That was just a bonus. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not, like, big on sweets, but this is a treat because this is a, a important episode. Yeah, it's important. Mm. No, let's talk coffee some more. I'm not ready yet. Okay. <laughs> um, one time I was somewhat dared, I guess, to eat a chocolate covered espresso bean or coffee bean or whatever. Oh, yum. And it was so gross. I started to hyperventilate and like have a panic attack in the middle of the cafe. Kind oh of embarrassing. God. Yeah. Um, I'm and I'm so this- sorry that happened to you. Mm. And one time I 
took a sip from our mom's mug thinking it was, you know, I don't know, tea, water, juice, anything that's actually consumable. And uh, instead it was coffee and it was so gross. I spewed coffee all over the dash of the car. I was a child. That isn't really, it's not really relevant to the story. Um, um, I once went to work with mom for a day. I was like mid-teen, pre-teen, and I just sat in the nurse's lounge all day and drank coffee. One of the nurses actually taught me how to make coffee with their coffee maker because I had drank so much of their, their coffee. <laughs> she was like, well, now you have to make more. You drank all of it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Good life lesson. <laughs> if you drink all the coffee, you have to make more. I did make mom's coffee one time for her. Because, you know, we we made <laughs> coffee you? for mom a lot. You know, it's a kind thing yeah. to do for your mother. Yeah. And we know exactly how much sugar and we tell by sight how much milk to add to it. Mm-hmm. But this one time when I was... 10, 11-ish, 12-ish, somewhere in there. I went to go make mom some coffee, and my dumb-dumb brain saw the salt and thought it was sugar. Oh, no. I think it was Christmas morning, too. I think it was, like, an important day. Uh, (laughs) And go and I take the coffee to mom. Like, here you go, mom. I'm such a great child. I know exactly how to make your coffee. I'm accomplished in life. And <laughs> she takes a sip, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> And ever since then, 20 years later, whenever I go to make coffee for her, I do get the warning to please double check, double <laughs> check again. <laughs> check the salt. Check the salt, Sam. <laughs> check again and make sure that it is sugar and not salt. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> That's adorable, and I love you. I love you, too. Alright, I guess we can go do this. Let's do this. We got work to do. <laughs> Let's talk about salt. Let's talk about salt. In this, the last episode of season one. It's season one, episode 22, Devil's Trap. Is that the witch's a vagina? What? No. Yeah. No. Why? Why can't the devil have a vagina? Well, I mean, there's some mythology that claims that all angels are hermaphrodites, so the, uh, Lucifer... The, oh my god, you would take me seriously. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. Moving on. <laughs> it's the final recap. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Only we don't get to hear music as sweet as that. Nope. <laughs> Netflix gives us the bullshit music. Wait, I know, that's harsh. It's I'm sorry. It's not what I'm just... It's just not what I'm supposed to hear. It's not what the show has taught me to expect. So when I hear anything but carry on my wayward son, I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? And flip tables and just stomp off in a storm. Uh, it just had, like... It just had generic music. It didn't even have some other... It was some guy singing about how it's been a long road. Uh. It's been a long road getting from there to here. It's been a long time, but my time is finally here. 
No, that's not what I heard. That's a diff. Well, that's a different show entirely. Oh, that's <laughs> that's uh, Star Trek. <laughs> I don't know. It was I some it dumb song. Familiar. <laughs> some dumb song about a long road, um, or a lonely road. The only road I've ever known. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was a long, 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 long recap. I thought it was. Yeah. And I love how it starts with them saying, no one is dying, and then it ends on this cliffhanger where you're pretty sure that somebody is dying. (laughs) And I I love that this recap is so long that they even had time to include Meg's line. I can't believe you just shot me! (laughs) Like, it matters at all in the, like, you needed to know that before watching this episode. You needed to know that Meg got shot. Yeah. (laughs) In order to understand this episode. But I have to say, like, if this was the first episode of Supernatural, your little baby eyes, little virgin eyes, ever got to see, this recap probably would clue you into kind of generically what's happening. Mm -hmm. Kind of, sort of, maybe. I don't know. I've never watched this episode for the first time. For the, you know. (laughs) Only first. Yeah. This wasn't my first episode, guys. This isn't my first... I don't know. I don't know what it's like to watch this for the first time. (laughs) God, it's too early in the morning. We pick up where we left off from that very last episode where that last cliffhanger of Dean calling John and Meg answering instead with her sexy voice made with those sexy teeth. You're never going to see your father again, boys. And he goes into, like, panic attack mode and is, like, just throwing shit in bags and he's ready to skedaddle. And Sam's like, no, we need to stay and fight the demon. This is perfect. And Dean's like, you are an idiot. We're literally in over our heads and our dad is probably dying right now. Your, get your priorities straight. So they hit the road and they do more arguing in the car. Sam's like, but we need to go back and fight the demon revenge for Jess. And Dean like makes the last smart decision that he ever makes. And he's like, no. Ever? We need to stop everything until we get our dad back. We need to stop everything until Papa John is back in the kitchen. But Sam's like, he's probably already dead, so what's the point? And Dean's like, you're right. We need help. And Sam was just really irritating in his words. Words are a thing you use to describe things. But I'm- And I would like to describe Sam right now because he's actually really ready to admit. He says at one point, we... I don't want to admit that Papa John's dead either. But I'm like, no, Sam, you're actually pretty okay with your dad being dead right now because that's just more reason for you to get revenge because all you want is revenge. But I do want to say, though, I think at some point in the scene, he says something about how, oh, we can take on this demon. But I feel like after this episode, we never hear Sam just gung-ho, we can take this guy ever again. Right. Because this episode kind of makes it pretty clear, Sam. No, no, you you need a plan. I, I really like that Dean was like, "We're in over our heads. We're not ready." And 
it, it hurts a little bit that Dean carries his desperation for family throughout the whole show. Like, <laughs> it never stops. It never stops. But, like, you know, this is the thing that they've been after this whole time. They are so close. And Dean's like, you know, we need to take a step back and have a plan. He's the one who's like, we need to find help. Well, because for Dean, it's never really been about... He's never been hell-bent on revenge before for this. Right. Like, he's purely here in a support role of, yes, this thing killed my mother. Yes, it's a bad thing in the world. So, yes, of course we should take it out. Whereas with John and Sam, it's, this thing took the love of my life and all I want to do is kill it because Jess... Like, they're just being fucking idiots. True. And I guess that's true to life, but I can't stand it, the assholes. The boys arrive at Singer Auto Salvage, which we know is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and is a real place. Sioux Falls is also known as Stone Shatter City, according to Google, for those of you. Did we know this was Sioux Falls? Well, I couldn't remember watching this. I couldn't remember. I was like, where was Bobby from again? No, 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 no. I know I we should know, know this, but we know. We sisters know. Wink wink. <laughs> because like people who have been who have watched the show past this know that it's Sioux Falls. Uh as of this episode, no, they don't point out that it's Sioux Falls. Mm. That was a failing on their part. Right? They done fucked up. There were no location tags this episode that I can recall. No, I, I, so dumb. I, I did research. <laughs> In fact, I, I was, I was checking out Bobby's wardrobe and wondering where he lived again because he had this delicious combination of like one of those jump, like tracksuit hoodie sweater things without the hood. Yeah. With, it might even have had like a wolf decal on the front of it. Yeah. And the sleeves rolled up to his elbow and, like, wearing a, a vest on top of <laughs> this tracksuit sweater. It was beautiful. It, it actually it actually surprised me to see Bobby so young. Like, like we're, we're used to, like, going back and seeing the boys so young. But I, I don't know. Bobby took me by surprise. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby took me by surprise. <laughs> Bobby. The title of your sex tape. <laughs> Uh, Bobby great. Bobby has a unique sense of decor also, by the way. Like, his costuming, his, his clothes are interesting, but also his idea of a pretty house is, I'm going to hammer a bunch of hubcaps to the outside <laughs> of my walls. That looks good. Yeah. And no design, just randomly, I'm going to just place hubcaps everywhere. Maybe they're demon-repelling hubcaps. really into cars. <laughs> Maybe, oh, you know what? Maybe that's what repels Rougarous. Cars, cupcaps, tape to tape to your doors and shit. I mean, it it must be there was never a Ruger at Bobby's house, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's foolproof. Everybody, go out now, get some extra hubcaps, t- nail them to your door, keep the Rugers away, and just anywhere randomly on the walls of your house. Bobby greets Dean with two flasks, one of holy water, one of whiskey. Hashtag just hunter things. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yes? <sighs> there was no demon testing. He didn't make Dean drink the holy water. And I was really mad at this. Yeah, well. <laughs> Dean thanks Bobby. Dean could be a demon. Bobby's so dumb. Bobby, this is what kills your wife. You don't. <gasps> uh. Hush. 
Dean thanks Bobby for his help, even though his dad is a dick. Bobby laughs it off, not mentioning that all he really cares about is the boys. Sam gushes over Bobby's library of lore, and then Bobby gives them the Demon 411. So it's time to... <laughs> Name that monster? Name that monster! Ah! ah. It's, it's real, real early in the show, but here it is. So, I figured this episode, our monster was basically demonic possession. I mean, that was the real problem they were facing, is that demons just keep on possessing people. Correct. And I found an amazing article on Gizmodo called, The Best and Worst Demons to Get Possessed By. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. Do tell. Oh, Hannah. Hannah, I was seriously tempted to just read the article verbatim on the show, especially because the author's writing style is so similar to mine. Nice. But no, no. I I will summarize with my own brain meat. Use that brain meat. And I want to say, I could never really tell if the author, if she genuinely believed in this stuff or not. <laughs> like, she definitely appro approached everything with a sense of humor, but also with a sense of, this is actually possible. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I really loved it. All right, so let's talk about which demons she chose would be the five worst demons to get possessed by. I'm so curious. So coming in fifth, we have Aquiel. Aquiel is the demon of Sundays, and the author was basically like, terrible demon who hates weekends, <laughs> because the demon wants to ruin Sundays. Next, we have Surgot, and the author wasn't really clear about why this demon would suck, and instead gave a brief history about this boss-ass pope named Honorius, Honor Honorius, <laughs> who summoned demons just so he could practice his banishment skills, just in case he ever needed to cast out Satan himself. Oh, but okay, yeah, very cool. Take an initiative. Being proactive, you gotta love it. Uh, it is kind of weird, though, to hear about a pope that summoned demons. Yeah. Uh, but I guess Sir God was a demon that can't be cast out. So once you're possessed, like, that's just the rest of your life, I guess. Uh, next, we had Agaris. Agaris? This demon was a real double-edged sword. Because they possess you, and suddenly you have knowledge of and can speak every language ever. I mean, that's that's dope, right? Yeah. But then you suddenly develop Tourette's in every single language, and you sound like the biggest asshole racist that just wanted to make the devil proud. <laughs> yeah, that's not so great. No. And then you have Ronove. Uh, Ronove. Ronove. Now, this is a suave-ass motherfucker right here. If you get possessed by this guy, you will be everybody's best friend. Which also sounds great. The downside, however, when you look at old things, they die. So, you passing glance at Grandpa? Dead. Brief eye contact with that cute aging puppy on its walk down the street? Dead. Mm. That ancient redwood you just walked past in the forest? Dead. <gasps> not the tree. Yeah, not the trees. And finally, the worst one to get possessed by is Beelzebub himself. Ooh. Because, of course, the author had to top the list with the devil, right? Right. 
She didn't really get into specifics of why the possession would suck and simply referenced a time when a bunch of nuns went all Salem on some priests and then were themselves imprisoned for life. And it was a funny, a very funny story with lots of nuns giving their testimonies wherein they mimed sex acts in front of the priests. <laughs> I, I can just imagine a nun doing the like, hand motion near the mouth and like poking the tongue in your cheek uh, to make it look. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> and then the priest made me do this. <laughs> no. And then he made me bend over like this, stop and then he threw. Stop it. So good. So, if you have to be possessed, which five demons do you want to be possessed by? Right. 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 Because that's what we're really here to learn. One, you could be possessed by Azazel. Because he's an A-list Hollywood star demon who has been in many TV shows like this one <laughs> and books and movies and plays, etc. I mean, it's a regular possession and it might suck, but hey, you're with a famous demon. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Next, you can get possessed by the most regular Joe demon named Ben. Ben? Ben Tamalian. Tamalian? Ben Tamale. <laughs> ben Tamale. Delicious. According to the author, there was this princess once who got possessed by this demon, and the demon told her, Hey, the only person who can kick me out is that Jewish guy down the street. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah, so she asked her dad to go get the Jewish guy, and the guy came, and he kicked the demon out, and the dad was grateful, so he repealed some of the anti-Semitic laws that they had in the books. Nice. So, this demon's pretty chill. Doesn't do that much. Tells you exactly how to get rid of it. And leaves the place better than he found it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Then we have a an Andres. Andras. And this demon would be a writer's best friend because it just sits in your brain and tells you all the interesting ways you can kill people. <laughs> then we have Asmodeus. Asmodeus. Asmodeus, Asmodeus, we know this one. We do? Yeah. We, we, we do, yes. I look at the camera and say, we definitely do know this demon, listeners. Uh, this is the demon of lust, so you get to bang your heart out. And if you ever get tired of just copious amounts of sex, this demon hates water and birds because they remind him of God, I guess. So just go take a beach vacation and your problem solved. Go to Rio. Done. And finally, the best demon to get possessed by is Belphegor. You summon him with poop. Uh. And then his story is that he heard all of these men bitching in hell about how their awful marriages are what landed them there. So this dude goes topside to try and prove that a happy marriage is possible. Only he fails and he gets stuck up here. <laughs> In the meantime, though, Lucifer made him the ambassador to France. What the fuck? <laughs> and also, also, Belphegor is strongest in April. Also, also, he's the demon of sloth. So, if you get possessed by this guy, you'll probably wind up in France in April doing nothing but lazing around, eating baguettes, and trying to make marriages happy. I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, that sounds pretty great. <laughs> so, yeah. That concludes Name That Monster. Yeah.
Bobby's dog Rumsfeld to let them know she's arrived. She ate his puppy! Then she kicks the door in for good measure. Dean heads for her with his anger face, but she brushes him off. Sam is backing away, keeping Bobby safely behind him, even though Bobby is a grown man who can fend for himself, while Meg tells them to stop fucking around and give her the cult. She really thinks she's got him until Dean pops up and yells, Gotcha! Ugh. Dean's... Dean's acting was, like, painful right there. Yes, it was. Probably because it was more, like, first time playing the smart guy instead of in the future where it's just a fact and there's no need to rub it in the face of their foe. Right. Or maybe Mr. Jensen Ackles got better at acting. Who knows? Meg's all tied up now and she flirts about it. Bobby secures the... Who, Who was brave enough to enter that circle with her to tie her up? Sam. Do you think it was a three-man job? Yeah, probably, because she's got some bite to her. (laughs) Shut up. There's no jokes. No jokes. (sighs) Bobby secures the perimeter, and Dean starts interrogating Meg. She tells him that Papa John is dead, so he punches her. At which point, Bobby clues the boys in on the fact that when demons possess people, they actually possess people. Like, come on, guys. I do love how Bobby was totally fine with Dean smacking up a girl, but not okay with Dean being misinformed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dean takes it as a good sign, because in his mind, the demon will lie, but the girl will tell the truth. So Sam reads off the exorcism. She starts really feeling it, going to threats, then telling them more about how their father died. Dean won't believe it and tells Sam to keep reading because he paused to listen to her, too. She gives Mm. them a clue after riding her chair around the circle. Sam stopped again because he wants to keep her around as a clue dispensary. But Bobby chimes in, saying that if they exercise the demon, the girl will die. Dean wants to put the girl out of her misery and tells Sam to finish it. The demon smokes out and we're left with Broken Girl. Sam soft voices her, but there's no comforting this. It's okay. She rasps. She rasps. Rasps. <laughs> she rasps out. <laughs> I hate this word. Why did I choose it? She rasps out some of her story and gives them more clues. Then she dies. Bobby tells them to skedaddle before the medics arrive and gives Sam his key of Solomon. There is so much to say about this scene. <sighs> yeah, it. Mm, it was- and, and half of it is just. Bobby wearing a sweatshirt and a vest. <laughs> Alright. I feel like I just need to go back to the top. One. Meg killed his dog. Yeah, she kills his dog. Why does she need to kill the dog? Because she's a demon. That's why. Uh, yeah, she's a demon. Um, I've, I've felt proud of the boys for setting this trap for the demon. Because it's season one. Like, I... Even though I knew They did this, not... What? They did not set this trap. Bobby already had that installed. Well, yeah, but... This this house is just one big trap for demons, and that's probably why they went there, because they know a little bit about... Because they, they hung out with Bobby when they were kids. Yeah. Although it's probably been a really long time, because Sam is like, Whoa, books! I'm like, dude, you've seen his books before, right? I guess he just has never actually yeah, been a hunter before now. Yeah, it was probably now. when they were younger. Because I know we have that flashback of Bobby playing catch with Dean. But also you have the animosity between Bobby and John. So 
it was like yeah. probably John would drop them off, you know, when they were kids, but then the animosity started and he stopped bringing his kids around. But Bobby still loves them. Yeah, he had, he's he doesn't know them as adults though, so you feel like he doesn't love them as they are now just yet. Right. Yeah, he needs to get to know them again, and he's going to be their real daddy in the future. Yes, he will. And I love how Bobby gives this whole speech about how shit's getting demon crazy out there. Even though he didn't hear about how Sam and Dean took down the adrenaline junkie demon. So, I mean, <laughs> come on, Bobby, how good are you, really? And I love how Dean and Sam just nod at each other like they know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, as though, they like, don't. <laughs> I love the look on yes, Sam's face when he starts the exorcism because his face is like, dude, it's actually working. <laughs> <laughs> like he hasn't already exercised a demon before. Exactly. Oh did that demon go to hell? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it did. Okay. I did. This did make me wonder, though. Do you need to know what you're saying in Latin or is just saying the words enough? I think just saying the words is enough. But that's dangerous. That is dangerous. <laughs> so many kids out there accidentally sa- summoning Belphegor, ending up in Paris in April. Right? Ah. <laughs> if I can do it in April. I mean, in Paris. <laughs> and I really thought Adinos was the end of it. It was wrong. Adinos is not the end of it. I, they touch up their exorcism. <laughs> they they get the shorthand version because later. They're like, I'm so good at this now, I don't need the whole prayer. <laughs> yeah, because I was My thinking own... while he was, you know, doing the exorcism, like, each time he said, how do you know? So I was like, oh, that's it? Oh, wait, it's not. Oh, that's <laughs> no, it? It's... No, it's oh, not. Oh, there's more? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, we're still going? Whole episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it weird that this whole time I felt really bad for Meg? Meg Masters, the the physical body? No, the demon. Well, yeah, I felt bad I mean, for her, she's... too, because I love her. But she, he lied to her. She did exactly what he asked, and he he lied. He was a bad boy. Bad boy who lies to demons. But it also makes it really well, hard Well, yeah, to... because, like, demons are awful, you know, but... When they make a deal, they make good on it. They may, you know, twist it for their benefit, but they stick to the deal. So, sometimes, demons are more honorable than humans. Mm-hmm. You really get to see the beginnings of Dark Dean here. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we see Sam really begin to be concerned about Dean's mental health. Because for the first time, you see how ruthless Dean can be when he wants something for his family. Mm-hmm. And then how D- he excuses it by saying, oh, it's for the greater good. Oh, it's so that that girl inside of her can actually be free. When that's not what Dean really cares about. No. Dean just wants to hurt her. He wants to hurt the demon. And uh, Bobby was so annoying. <laughs> how so? Well, first, you're like, Dean, you can't hurt her. There's a girl in there. And then... If you exercise her, it's going to kill her. <laughs> yeah, Dean, you can't exercise the demon. It's like, well, what the fuck like... do you want from me, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> Just let her go? <laughs> Just want to keep her in this chair here forever? That's not... Ugh. I thought it was interesting that um, Sam told Bobby to go get water and towels. And Bobby just runs off and does it. 
But, like, later on in the show, like, Bobby will be the one, like, telling them what to do. I did think it was very interesting how Dean is the boss in this scene. And everybody listened to him. Mm-hmm. Probably because him is pretty. Don't listen to pretty people. But there was no arguing with Dean once he'd made his decision that, yes, they were going to exercise this demon. Yeah. <laughs> there was no arguing with Dean when he said to go get the supplies to take care of her. So, anyways, let's just move on with our lives, Hannah. Okay. <laughs> the boys are parked near a bridge or something, so we're guessing they drove to that place that Meg told them to go to, which was a place that has a name and a location and is a place. Yes. And Dean is cleaning his guns and being all grr. And Sam's reading his Key of Solomon book because, ooh, he's got a new book. Awesome. And they begin to kind of argue and talk about strategy. And Sam starts doodling all over Dean's car. And Dean's like, stop driving on my car. And Sam's like, no, we're making this safe against demons because we're going to put the cult in here. And Dean's like, no, we need the cult so we can fight the demons to get daddy back. And we have, like, a chick flick moment of sorts here. Because Sam's like, that's not what dad would want. And finally, Dean's like, yeah, sure, I'll put the cult in the trunk. Wink, wink. Like, he makes a whole show of it. It's, yeah. Well, a show to the point where Kendall was fooled. (laughs) <laughs> Kendall thought the cult was in the trunk. Kendall didn't realize the cult wasn't in the trunk until, like, the fifth time she'd watched it. <laughs> yeah, so that was a good moment, I guess. Uh, also, did you notice how dirty Baby was? Oh my gosh, yeah. Baby was so dirty. Dean is having a problem with Sam writing on the trunk, but they had to clear, like, ten layers of dust to even write on it. Like... Yeah, Dean needs to get some trauma quick so that he can <laughs> hyperfixate on his car and take care of it. And then he'll start calling it baby. Uh, yeah, he hasn't called it baby yet. Not yet. I just have to think here. Sam says that this is going to make the trunk demon-proof. But what if the demons came in through the back seat? <laughs> or what if they came in from underneath the car? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, right? They, they basically need to... Get some holy metal and some holy leather and some holy lining. That's better than what I thought. I thought of like one of those wraps. (laughs) Is this saran wrap the car? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just saran wrap the whole car in devil's traps. Mm hmm. (laughs) That's the best way to do it, really. (laughs) That'd probably be easy to make, too. Like, just specialty order some. Anyways, uh, also in this scene, there's a line where Dean says to Sam, I'm going to be the one to bury you, which really stood out to me because some people say that the show's going to end with Sam's death, just like it did in season five. And what if the show does end with Dean being the one to bury Sam? Mm. Anyways, finding Sunrise is actually very easy and convenient as Dean spots what the real girl Meg was talking about. Sunrise Apartments. 
And they both begin to realize how different the show really is because now they know that demons can use humans. And it's a good thing they learned this or else all those people would be dead. Oh, wait. And then this is the part of the show where if we were in a visual format, we would just show a clip of all the demon-possessed people they've killed across 13 seasons. (laughs) Because... These apartments are filled with people, and demons can possess anybody except for Amanda's and other well-adjusted flight attendants. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Dean suggests that they pull the fire alarm, and somehow in their training with Papa John, they learned that it takes the city seven minutes to respond to fire emergencies. Oh, and apparently they are in Jefferson City, Missouri, which is a real place. And it used to be called Jeff City, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> Name for Jeff. Jeff Jeff Oss, Jeff Jefferson. <laughs> the the best of the Jeffs. The best of the Jeffs. <laughs> so Sam sneaks in to this place that was probably built by Jeff. Like super stealthily. Like Sam does a really great Oh, I went down the wrong hallway turnaround fake out. Like it was pro move. Pro, pro move. move, Sam. And he pulls the fire alarm. And we see a couple in the one of their apartments looking very calm. And you're like, whoa, why are these people so calm about a fire alarm? Well, it's because they're demons, dumb nut. Jeez. <laughs> Don't call our listeners dumb nuts. The viewer's a dumb nut. Ah, uh, viewer, not listener. You listeners are great. Yes, but if you're watching this podcast, you a dumb nut. <laughs> We see in the other room, Papa John is spread eagle on the bed. And I gotta say, Azazel is committed AF to this scene. Right? Yeah. The demon walks over to, like, check on Papa John. And Azazel's like, go away. I'm I'm trying to be asleep here. I'm (laughs) pretending to be unconscious. You're you're ruining it. I'm I'm not awake. Go away. Get out. Get out. Get out. Dean distracts the single firefighter on scene with an endearing tale about his pet Yorkie and its anxieties, while Sam breaks into the fire truck, and they go inside with their very smart firefighter suits to EMF the place because they decided, hey, while we're here, we'll get some ghosts, too. I mean, two birds, one stone, right? And they find the door they need. Because demons are there, I guess. Oh, and Dean in this scene says that he wanted to be a firefighter when he grew up. So all you fanfic writers out there with your firefighter Dean AUs are extra valid. Extra valid. I love that Sam was like, you never told me that. Like, so accusing. Like, I've known you my whole life. I never knew you wanted to be a fireman. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) You must be lying to me. This is a lie. A dirty demon life distract me. I'm going to spray holy water at you. <laughs> Which, you had to, I did have a question. Did they bless the tanks? <laughs> They're holy water bug sprayers. <laughs> how, did, how, how, how did these boys do their job? Because sometimes they seem so dumb. Oh, oh, I but know. But then sometimes. I know. <laughs> Okay, tell me. It's supernatural. Oh, my God. (sighs) (laughs) They come in hot with holy water and fight their way through, salt-locking the demons in the closet. 
Losing pause. Hurt. Pause. We need to talk about this. The salt locking? This. <laughs> salt locking. Yes. Because I love how the demons just felt the salt make its little semicircle and quit trying to get out the door. They're like, oh, they put salt down. There's... We might as well just give up. We'll just, we'll just quit now. <laughs> We're done. And it's kind of weird to me how demons can't go through walls like ghosts. So you can't pass over the salt and you can't go through solid objects. And you definitely always need a hole unless you're the adrenaline junkie demon who likes to use the eyeballs. <laughs> I mean, if any demon wants to get out somewhere, they need to make a hole first. So these two demons probably were in the closet getting wire hangers out and poking holes in the wall so they can go out through the holes, right? Right. They need holes is what I'm saying. Demons need holes. Demons need holes. So I'm just saying I think they they put a little too much faith in the salt. Yes. Because they later in the episode, they're going to try and salt the windows and doors to keep Azazel out, but they should have been salting the floorboards. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, like Bobby's panic room. Like Bobby's panic room. We need a panic room. We do. We need, like, a portable Insta-panic room. (laughs) Yes. Like a Mary Poppins bag. Or like a saran wrapped in Paula. Or a saran wrapped in Paula. (laughs) (laughs) So many titles for this episode. Uh, they lose their costumes with a quickness. They go into the room their dad's- Don't dad's- need them anymore. <laughs> Don't need them anymore. They go into the room their dad's in, finding him still breathing, but unwaking. Dean immediately goes to cut his binds, but Sam stops him, saying he could be a demon. Sam holy waters Papa John, who doesn't burn, but instead is confused about being wet. <laughs> a demon possesses a member of the crowd gathered- That should have been, like, reason number one. Maybe this isn't our dad? Yeah, because he's like, why are you pouring water on me? Like, duh. John would know. John would know, and John would never be so groggy. (laughs) Come on. (sighs) A demon possesses a member of the crowd outside, then another possesses one of the firemen, and together they go forth to stop the Winchesters. They bust in on- I think these are the same two demons that were trapped in the closet, and they made themselves a hole. Yeah. They made they themselves a hole and got out. <laughs> because demons need holes. That's all they need. That's Just all give they me need. a hole. <laughs> they bust in on the boyos, dragging Papa John, who back paddle and salt lock themselves in the bedroom, then hop out the window. Now, couldn't those demons just have popped out the other room window and then pop back? I'm just saying, all they need is a hole. If you're in a place because with a hole... they did make a hole in the door. Yeah! They could have gone through the keyhole. No, they can't pass over salt. Right. Sam gets tackled mm. in the street by forgettable demon number one, who just starts breaking Sam's face. Dean shoots him with the cult and briefly mourns whoever the fuck that was who had been possessed by a demon. Oh my god, he just shot a man in public with people around. Oh yeah. 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 Season so one, Sam and Dean getting their asses handed to them by a demon. I mean, but they had no trouble dragging the other demons into the closet. Right. So we this is this is our high powered, high powered demon. And I think you were a little wrong. I think we're supposed to think that he's mourning whoever the fuck 
he just killed that was possessed by the demon. But we learn later. He's not really sad. He's more mortified at himself a little bit. Oh, yeah. At himself, definitely. Because we're supposed to think this is going to be an ongoing theme. This is going to be an ongoing concern of, oh, my gosh, Dean's killed a human now. What does this mean for Dean and his character? And it's never brought up again. Nope. Yep, not a theme. Not a big deal. The only theme is Dean is ruthless when you fuck with his family. Oh, yeah. Oh, I take it back. I think it is a little bit mentioned when Dean is all, I've got a a donkey jaw and I kill everybody. And Sam's like, um, you just killed a room full of people. And I think that's not cool. It's not cool. I mean, I'm not mad at you or anything, but maybe don't do that. With the donkey jaw? <laughs> also, they fixed the Impala's headlight. Did you see that? No. Yeah. It only took them, like, 20 episodes. But they fixed it. <laughs> they so did. So we cut to a cabin somewhere, and Sam is thanking Dean for saving his life. Uh, this is where we get the whole Dean, oh, I kill people now, and just wanted to let you know that I know I'm killing people, but I don't care. And John walks in. He's like, this is perfectly normal, and I'm very proud of you. (laughs) You're not mad? Yeah, Dean thinks that John's going to be mad, but John's like, Sam wasted, like, five bullets just missing the demon point blank, so (laughs) you used one and got the job done, so proud of you. Proud of you. But then lights flicker everywhere, so we know it must be a demon. Because demons fuck with electricity. I hate lights. Mm-hmm. Can't stand them. And John tells Sam to recheck the salt lines, probably because the window he's standing next to has no salt on it. <laughs> and tells Dean to give him the gun. And at this point, Dean's like, wait, why would you want the gun? Why would you be proud of me? You're not my dad. And he points the Colt at Papa John. You're not my dad. And they cut to commercial because it's important. And Sam walks in. He's like, what's going on here? And thinks that, oh, maybe now that Dane kills Dane. Dane? Maybe now that Dane kills people, he just wants to kill everybody, including my own daddy. But then he agrees with Dean. You're right. Dad would never be proud of you. Oh, God. Ow. And he sides with Dean over John. And so John's like, if you're so sure, just shoot me. And Dean's like, oh, damn, that is something our dad would say. Maybe I was wrong. Oh, God. And so at that point, Yellow Eyes, who I think should be called Marble Eyes. <laughs> they do look like marbles. Yeah. He comes, he, he doesn't come out. <laughs> I'm coming out, uh oh. I want the world to know. No. Got to let it's more it of that show. come out. Yeah, it was more of that come out. You know, I'm just letting the world know I'm here and I'm fabulous with my marble eyes. And he ragdolls the boys and he picks up the cold and then sets it down because he doesn't really need it or care. And Sam does his whole thing of this was the plan all along. You were actually the demon, and he's like. You're just now piecing it together. <laughs> I'm, I've am i been here with yellow eyes the whole time, and you're just now realizing. Did you go to, did you go to college? <laughs> did you go to college? Did, did you? you just spend the whole time on the yacht with Jess? 
I'm, I'm thinking you played hooky a lot. <laughs> and we learn that holy water doesn't work on big dog demons like him. So we need to keep in mind, cult guns don't work on the Lucifers, archangels, and holy water doesn't work on princes of hell. Correct. I just, just, just want to clarify, keep all these factoids in line. Uh, Yellow Eyes taunts them, and Dean begs for his life, or blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of monologuing about family and jokes back and forth. And Dean says, son of a bitch. And Sam's like, but why? Why all this then? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I really didn't like this whole conversation. It was honestly a little boring to me. Like... Family? Oh, I killed your family. Oh, your family? Oh, wait, I killed your family. Yeah. 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 But we did learn that Sam and Jess were going to get married. Oh, Jess. <laughs> Jess. He was going to marry her, Hannah. They'd only been dating for like a year and a half, and they were going to get married because it was true love. True love. <laughs> Love, true love. The marriage. Marriage. <laughs> marriage is what brings us together. Today. <laughs> and Yellow Eyes knew about this, and he was like, no, you're my wife, Sam. God. He was, oh, I didn't, I should have said earlier in The Best Demons to Get Possessed By, the one that made you really horny and hated Seaside was really big on falling in love with people. And waiting for them to get married, and then on the night of their marriage, suddenly getting really jealous and being like, no, you can't sleep with them, and killing the person they married. So I feel like Azazel is kind of channeling that demon right now in this instance. Yeah. It's like, no, you can't get married, you're mine. Um, so there's more talking shit, and he's basically making Dean's internal organs turn to dust. Something like that. He's making his internal organs explode out through his skin, and it looks real nasty. So gross. And at this point, Dean is like, oh shit, this is a demon that is actually going to kill me. Daddy, help. And I love that Sam really does try to use his psychic powers to pick up the gun. (laughs) He does. He tries so hard. And he's not good at it. Somehow Papa John is stronger in the brain zone than Azazel, which makes no sense. I'm guessing it's just supernatural. Yes. And so John takes control of the body, his own body, and <sighs> Dean stops getting liquefied, and Sam grabs the gun, and Azazel is back in control. He's like, you're going to kill your dad. Sam's like, I know. So I'm not going to kill my dad. I'm just going to shoot him in, like, the thigh, which is probably one of the worst places to get shot. But whatever. Yeah, that sucks. Couldn't shoot him in the arm. Nope. Gotta shoot him in the thigh next to a major artery. But cool. Great anatomy, Sam. Didn't go to college. Yeah, I mean, he shoots God in the shoulder. He could have shot God in the thigh, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so at this point, John's like, oh shit, good job, Sam, but now you gotta finish the job, he's still in there. And Sam hesitates here, probably because John says, shoot me in the heart, and Sam's like, 
trying to recall Anatomy 101. It's like, alright. Where's the heart? Which side of the chest is the heart in? I've got to work really hard to aim this right because, man, point blank is the distance I'm worst at. <laughs> and all this hesitation gives Azazel enough time to smoke out and a demon needs a hole, so he goes through the gaps in the floorboards because they didn't salt the floorboards. It's like they don't know anything about demons. I mean, I guess, I guess when you shoot with the cult, it has to be a fatal wound because we did see some electricity, right? Yeah, he hurt Azazel. Injured Azazel. The part of the smoke that is the thigh region, <laughs> it's a little owie right now yeah. for the Azazel. So, Smoke has a thigh injury. And that's the end of that. On the road to the hospital, John is lecturing Sam about the family business. Sam starts a pep speech before ah, an 18-wheeler T-bones them. And I jump every single time. Every single time. I can't not God, jump. I love, I love this ending. This might be my favorite season finale out of all the seasons. Every time. Every time it gets me. Even in my notes, I was like, I'm gonna jump. I know I'm- Ah! I jumped. I did. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, cause it's so well-timed, so well-acted, so well-edited. It's just so beautifully done. Jeez Louise. And we know that they can't all be dead because there's still a show, and it's not like they're canceling the show. Although, if they had ended the show here- <laughs> What a way to end oh, it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Guess that's it. Guess the demons won. <laughs> no revenge for mom. <sighs> oh, there's so much more to talk, Hannah, about this show, about this episode. But I think to do that, we might as well just go ahead and take it to themes. Take it to themes. Take it to themes. here. I have five themes, and one of them I put twice. <laughs> I have so many themes. I'm just <laughs> drowning in themes. Uh, I'm like the Jeff of themes. <laughs> the best Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Number one Jeff. So, my first theme was Chuckles, because Meg calls them Chuckleheads. Uh, or Chuckle Fucks, or... Something like that. Chuckle. Something like that. Man, this show would be so much better if they were allowed to curse. Yes. Hey, that uh, really amazing fic that I finished reading, Redemption Road, mm -hmm. they cuss in that one. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I had a they theme. They cuss in all the fics, Hannah. <laughs> I had a... So Shush. You stop that. <laughs> I had a theme of self-sacrificing. Ooh. Because Sam's so ready to die. Mm. Oh, I think I'm actually awake now. And John, too. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot me. John don't care if he lives or dies. Mm-mm. Um, demons. We got demons. Demons. I had demons. Twice. So many. <laughs> so many demons in this episode, you had to have it twice. Yeah, I, I, I put it twice. I don't know why. <sighs> I think my favorite demon episode is the one... Ah, so many good ones. But probably the one where the guy fell in love with his demon possession dude. 
Yes. Oh my God. It. I. I liked him, and I also kind of liked the one that uh, Dean got trapped with, and he kind of learned more about demons, like on a personal level. Which one was this? Fuck. Um. They thought this town was overrun with demons, but it wasn't really. It was just kind of slightly influenced by demons. And oh, right. the bartender and the priest. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get back to that one. Yeah. That'll be good. I had a theme of stopping one from doing something stupid. <laughs> they 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 do do that a lot. They do. One of them's always dumb, and one of them is always smart. And they just take turns. They do. And then, and then, Castiel will come into the mix, and Castiel will be like, you're being dumb, and they're like, shut up, Cass! And then sometimes Cass does some stupid things. And they say, Cass, why are you being an evil angel? And Cass is like, I'm not being an evil angel, I'm trying to help you guys! I'm the best angel! I am the Jeff of angels! (laughs) Cass is the Jeff of Angels. <laughs> Jeff of Angels. I have the theme of Dark Dean. That's a good theme. Dean is definitely the darker of the two characters. Sam somehow never loses his silver lining, his puppy dog approach. Until he's soulless. <clears throat> yeah, I think season one is the darkest Sam. Yeah, so much angst. And that just because the pain of Jess is so fresh. So fresh and season clean. one is the lightest happy Dean. <laughs> yeah. But this is the first glimpse we get of that ruthless murderer that we all know and love. Mr. Dean Winchester. I really like the clip of him saying the things I'm willing to do or kill it scares me sometimes. I've seen that used in so many fan vids. Mm. Just saying. I had a theme of laying traps. Yes, I said, it's a trap! <laughs> it's a trap! Playing them tricks. Uh, Hannah. Hmm? This was our first Bobby episode. Our very first. Our very first. We can't call them bobby sods because we already have mega-sodes. Um, Bobby Catch? Catch a Bobby. <laughs> Bob for Bobbies. A Bobby Bob. <laughs> a Bobby Pod. <laughs> This is our first Bobby Pod. This is our first Bobby Pod. Bobby Pod. <laughs> uh, this was our, also, I think, our first example of advanced, no, uh, protection in advance. Mm-hmm. So we have the sigils on the car now that will eventually be permanently painted on the inside of the hood. Come on, Sam, what are you doing? It's like... You're just telling the demons, hey, we've got important shit in here, so maybe break into the car. Like, I'm pretty sure they moved the sigils inside the car because Baby got broken into so many times, and Dean was like, all right, I'm fucking done with this. Right? (laughs) Somehow, they keep tearing through my back seat, getting through all the layers, all the layers, into our good shit, and I'm done. We can't advertise like this. see all these ripped flannels? We have to go buy new flannels now. Oh, they ripped up all my good flannel and my one good suit. But yeah, in the future, I know they get the tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I know they get their Enochian ribs. What else do they get? Um, well, after uh, or during the Ruby Saga, 
they have their little extra crunchy hex bags. Right. Right. Oh, and they have the, they find out the life hack that is having storage closets. <laughs> when they learn that their dad had a storage closet, they're like, whoa, why do we never think of this? Yeah. We've just been using the layers in the trunk. <laughs> and this whole time we could have had storage closets everywhere. Um, and then I had the theme of demons again. I, I really, I, it's self-sacrificing <laughs> demons, stopping one from doing something stupid, laying traps and demons. I'm like, I had it twice. Why? Because <laughs> you're dumb. I'm dumb. We have testing for demons. We're doing a little holy water splash. Testing. testing, testing. No demon found here. Yeah, because these boys tried to use EMF. <laughs> To find demons, which is so dumb. I don't but think I, that's how it works, you guys. Yeah. Uh, you notice they never tried to Cristo Azazel. No. Nope. So this is the second time we see them testing for demons. Like, are you a demon? Nope. Are you a demon? Nope. Are you a demon? No. Oh, wait, yes. Mm. Uh, being pinned to walls. Ragdolls. And ragdolled. Yep. Lockpicks. Yeah. Told you I was going to look for it. Lockpicks. <laughs> you had it. Costumes. They dressed up as firefighters. I failed at themes today. I am so sorry. <laughs> it was a megasode. We already mentioned that. Yes. Um, girls dying. That's a big theme. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how many hosts does Meg lose over the course of the season? Of uh, the season. The series? Um, at least two. Yeah, probably more. We just love killing them girls. Holy water. Holy water is a theme. You are on a roll. And finally, exorcisms. Exorcisms. Audi nos, bitch. <laughs> Adios, bitch. Actually, it's Audi nos. Audi nos. <laughs> I love that body swap episode so much. Oh my god. Hey. I want to do the sex. <laughs> hey, Kendall. Hey, Hannah. What did you hate? When you're surrounded by darkness. Open your eyes. I hated. Uh, I hated the writing in this episode. Fair enough. It, basically, just the dialogue in general. The awkward role of Bobby to teach us extra new things about demons and the possession and. Oh no, you can't hit her. She's actually a real girl in there. Oh no, you can't exercise her. Her dot, his body's done broken. But ah, <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Bobby, what is your role in this? What do you want? And the terrible shit talk between Azazel and Dean. Oh, your family. But oh wait, come on. Oh wait. Oh wait, I forgot. And I'm sure there was more dialogue I didn't like, but yeah, I just hated. <laughs> what were them? What were them writers doing? What did you hate? I hated John because Dean knew it wasn't him because the demon was nice to him. John is a terrible, terrible dad. Mm. Terrible dad. Terrible dad. What did you love? I loved the writing in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. They they packed so much into this episode like the it's there's no downtime oh. and there it's not a linear plots or it's not the usual find a case solve a case end the case right setup and there's several points where you think oh this has to be the end of the episode this has to be the end of the episode and it keeps going 
and it is used to such a great effect when then they're when they are then rushing to the hospital and you're expecting the next step of the episode because that's just been the pace and right. then bam you're ending the episode with the T-bone from the 18-wheeler. Ah. It's the Jeff of season endings. The Jeff of season endings. Uh-huh. The best. Best Jeff. Do you want to know what I Jeffed about this episode? <laughs> what did you Jeff about this episode? I Jeffed Meg and Yellow Eyes. Uh, you love them bad guys? Yes. Because as much as it hurt my heart, the way Meg was lying and telling them about how their dad was, you know, screaming and asking to see his boys at the end, and how Yellow Eyes was really digging into Dean about, you know, you need your family, but they don't need you, not like you need them, and, uh, it, it was painful, but beautiful in that, you know, these are demons, this is what they do. They are going to rip your heart out and twist it until you can't recognize it anymore, and I... I love that. <laughs> you know what I just realized? What? Dean knew she was lying about their dad being dead because John wouldn't beg to see his boys. Oh, ow. Ow. <laughs> You're right. It hurts because it's so true. Uh, <sighs> Meg's bad at lying. Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> All right. Hannah, why don't you tell me? What we have coming up next time on Sisters Talk Brothers. It's a beautiful life. Next time on Sisters Talk Brothers, we're doing a recap of our own. Ah! The best, the worst, the favorites, the least favorites of Supernatural Season 1. We're talking the whole shebang. Oh my goodness. And that was brought to you by me. We just love recaps so much. We got to do a recap of our own. Yes. Now I do. I I think this is a great idea because. 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 Because, <laughs> because of the wonderful things that we do. Yeah. So it's one thing to look at each episode individually, but. These episodes don't exist in a vacuum, and you need to see the whole, how it all fits together in the grand scheme of things, because we have 15 seasons to work with here, people. Yeah. We can't just keep chugging along with no pauses for a breather. We need to breathe. Also, yes. this way, if somebody's like, oh, but I already watched season one. I don't want to watch season one again to go listen to all of your recaps. I just want to start with season two. This is a great way for people to jump in and just listen to our Season 1 recap, and then they'll be ready to go with Season 2. Absolutely. Symmetry. So smart. My wife thought of that. She's so smart. Your wife is so smart. I'm not going to say her name so you won't bleep me again. She likes her privacy. <laughs> Actually, she told me it was okay to say her name, but I was like, nope. <laughs> it's already a thing. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> You shall be the unnamed wife to the point where they're like, is she even married? Does she even have a wife? Are they even sisters? Are they even real? It's all supernatural. Well, I say all my friends' names on the podcast. Like all the t like every other episode, I'm mentioning one of my friends by name. You know, <laughs> by name, state, social security numbers. Yeah, I'm just laying out it laying it all out there. This is me. Well, Hannah, if I wanted to find you by not just name. How would I do that? Look in the phone book. 
I can find you in a phone book for real? No, probably not. You would need to go to <laughs> Tumblr and look for Jailbreak Fiend. That's J-A-I-L-B-R-E-A-K-F-I-E-N-D. Or Everything Overlord. That's Mamisha Blog. Or on Instagram, also Jailbreak Fiend, spelled the same. Beautiful. What about you, Kindle? <laughs> you can find me on those Tumblrs at Kindle Abroad. And you can find me on Insta at Kindle, Kindle, Kindle. And if you want to find us both at the same time, because you just can't choose one of us because we're both the Jeffs. We're both the Jeffs. You can reach us at SistersTalkBrothers at gmail.com. I Jeff you. I Jeff you too. You're the Jeff. And we Jeff you all. <laughs> you guys are the Jeff audience. Bye. No, that's not how we end it. Okay, that's you're not, not the Jeff. That's not how we end it. I'm not a Jeff. <laughs> so, tune in next week for... More monsters. More brothers. And more sisters. And Jeff. And Jeff. Bye. Bye.